Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with the Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome. Glad you joined us today on Coffee with the Doc. We're going to talk about a topic that fits into my vibrant lifestyle, the six pillars of of my vibrant lifestyle and optimal health, probably under structure, uh, uh, those six pillars, again, proper exercise, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging and eliminating toxins. But we're going to talk about concussions today, a topic that most of you have probably heard about, certainly if your kids are involved in any athletic uh, sports in school or high school or a collegiate level, uh, you are familiar with the term concussion. But we're going to learn about what actually a concussion is. Uh, there's a lot to it uh, that most people are not aware of. So some of this will be basic information. Some of it will be information that you have not heard before. But what are some uh, concussion protocols that need to be in place in athletic sports or really in the workplace as well? Uh, what are some of the signs and symptoms of a possible concussion? Should you be alarmed if your child uh, or loved one has sustained a concussion? We'll talk about that. Uh, what are some of the potential treatments that should be uh, investigated if you or someone you know has suffered with a concussion? So we're going to cover a lot of ground today, uh, and but really uh, it's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to treating and taking care of a concussion. So what exactly is a concussion? Well, most of you probably understand that it's some type of, of hit on the head. Well, that hit on the head or violent motion of the head, many of you may not be aware that you don't need to actually hit your head on something, but it can be a very quick motion of the head similar to that that is sustained in a whiplash car injury. So a lot of the uh, car injuries that we treat, uh, we have to evaluate them for an internal brain injury or closed brain injury as the term may be where there isn't an outward you know, damage to the skull, but the internal structures have sustained some type of injury. Usually there's uh, some degree of loss of function in the uh, brain area that goes along with a concussion. So if someone has been told that they have a mild concussion, that they'll be fine, uh, don't take that at face value because there is no such thing as a mild concussion. Many of my patients will come in and say, I just have a, a little pinched nerve. And I say, there's no such thing as a little pinched nerve. They're all very serious and should be taken very seriously. So the head even moving back and forth quickly. Someone may take a fall and not even hit their head on the ground, but yet sustain a concussion. There's actually chemical changes that take place within the brain of someone who has sustained a concussion, and many times there's damage to the neural structures uh, within the brain, and, and some of those uh, brain cells can be damaged along the way. There's many different types of concussions. Uh, 
that go along with that. There's a lot of symptoms that go along with a concussion. They don't necessarily have to start right away following a concussion. Drowsiness uh, can be one of them. A convulsion or a seizure can be another one. A headache is an obvious one that will go along with that. There could be weakening and numbness, uh, maybe on one side of the body or on both sides of the body. Some stroke-like symptoms could occur. Repeated vomiting, nausea, uh, confusion, maybe uh, slurred speech, and also loss of consciousness. There's also some more subtle changes, uh, behavioral changes that as a parent uh, or a loved one you notice uh, with your loved one. Uh, their sleep pattern might change as well, maybe more or less as, as that. If a student, uh, their grades could drop, uh, which you know is unusual for your student. They may have some anxiety or depression following a potential concussion. Dizziness is, a, is another one. A brain fog where they just uh, don't seem to be with it. They can't put their finger on it. Maybe they're easily distracted. Possibly uh, some changes to sensitivity of light and noises. Afternoons tend to be uh, worse than the mornings. They get up in the morning, they're not too bad, but as the day goes on, they're worse. These are some of the more subtle just some of the possible symptoms that go along with a concussion. But if there's been a concussion, you also have to look at the neck area and upper back area for potential injuries there, soft tissue injuries to the muscles, ligaments, misalignment of cervical vertebrae are also a possibility that go along with any type of concussion. So if you have I uh, think you may have sustained a concussion either from a fall or, or maybe a car accident or you know that you have gotten hit on the head. You should be evaluated as soon as possible afterwards. Some of the diagnostic tests that uh, possibly are performed in relation to that, uh, CT or MRI, if you've been hit on the head, you want to rule out any type of internal brain bleeding, which can be very, very significant and very, very dangerous. So that's very important. Those symptoms, again, may not occur immediately, but may be hours or possibly even days later that they occur. X-ray evaluation of the bony structures of the head and neck are also uh, important to have following a potential concussion as part of that evaluation process. But there's some other things that uh, you need to look into as well, and that's the cognitive studies. Um, now, the thing that, that always was curious to me, if you have a concussion and we know that there has been some uh, cognitive difficulties after that, they can do some very extensive cognitive and memory studies that will tell you where that particular individual is at. But unfortunately, you don't have typically, in most cases, a cognitive study prior to the concussion. So in some of the research, some of the data that's out there, uh, it's it's been highly recommended that individuals who may be playing in sports where concussions are known to occur, and, and that could be uh, soccer, basketball, football, volleyball, uh, lacrosse, uh, you name it, where, where they're people going at a high rate and, and bumping into one another, concussions can occur, that those individuals get a baseline cognitive study done prior to participating in those particular sports. 
because if a concussion does occur, you have that baseline to fall back on to determine have they fully recovered from the concussion before going back to involvement in that particular sport. Because one of the main issues with concussions is that a second concussion or a third concussion are almost always going to cause additional damage or a higher level of damage because there's been a prior injury or prior concussion. So having that baseline cognitive study, uh, some of the uh, research out there, uh, it talks about is not a bad idea. So if your uh, child or your one of your kids is involved in sports, uh, there should be someone on that particular team that is very familiar with the symptoms of concussion so that that individual players on that team can be screened following any type of potential injury that might involve a concussion. So there are some protocols, some questions that they must ask each a sports person as they or a player that they come off the field if there's a potential for a concussion so they can determine if that player should go back into the game. There are memory tests, different screenings that they should be familiar with, and a team should have a protocol in place to deal with really any type of injury that might occur uh, related to that sport, but certainly for concussion. And the problem with concussion is that there's no outward signs of an injury. There's no swelling. There's no bruising most of the time. You know, it's an internal injury. So it's a little bit harder to diagnose or to determine on a sideline whether an athlete has sustained a concussion. Uh, But youth and athletics uh, are not the only place that concussions can take place. Uh, They can take place in the workplace. Uh, Also, if you have a a parent that's that's getting a little bit older and their their balance is an issue, uh, many of those folks fall from time to time. And the elderly uh, are much more at risk for concussion and some of the more serious aspects, uh, residual aspects associated with concussion. So you need to be able to determine that uh, in those different parameters, even for yourself. So we have athletics, we have the workplace, we have the elderly that can all sustain a potential for concussion. If we look at, you know, our little toddlers and and our our kids in elementary school, middle school, it's not uncommon for, for one of them to take a fall, you know, while they're playing, roughhousing, riding their bike, etc., So we have all just about every uh, demographic that has the potential to sustain a concussion. So it's real important to be able to know the warning signs and see some of the subtle changes that take place. So let's move on to what we should do. How do we recover from a concussion? What are some of the things that should be done in this process, uh, in the recovery process from a concussion once it has been diagnosed? Well, the good news is that recovery from most concussions is relatively quick in a matter of weeks. Uh, Sometimes uh, it prolongs into months, depending on the case. Each concussion, there, there are no two concussions that are the same, for example. So you kind of have to follow that individual and their overall progress uh, being tested uh, fairly regularly, especially for cognitive types of issues and basically how that person feels. But there are some things that we can do uh, immediately afterwards and the months after that. One of the big things today, obviously, is technology, our our uh, our phones and, and iPads, uh, our computers. 
And, and that's an area where we need to cut back drastically following concussion. A lot of studies have pointed towards uh, that uh, technology and viewing that uh, definitely puts an impact on the brain and, and slows down the process. Occasionally, uh, bright lights, if that's an issue, you need to stay away from that. Obviously, sports and your activity level should decrease. You need to get a lot of a lot of rest. Staying hydrated is very, very important. Trying to get a good night's sleep is very important without medication. In other words, medication doesn't give you the quality sleep that you need. Um, so that's, uh, that's significant. Proper nutrition is also very, very important in the recovery process, and it does take some time. Chiropractic has been proven to be very effective for upper cervical and cervical injuries that are associated with concussion. But your skull itself is not one solid bone, but it's made up of different bones. The sphenoid bone, which is commonly misaligned with concussion, also is part of the opening where the brainstem exits the skull. Uh, so if that bone is not in proper alignment, it can put irritation on the brainstem. The brainstem is kind of the circuit breaker box for your brain. A lot of signals go into there and then get routed to different parts of the body. So if there's irritation on the brainstem, all kinds of crazy symptomatology from stroke-like symptoms to uh, memory issues and, and different types of things can occur. So the actual... Uh, bones of the skull can be somewhat misaligned with a concussion or, or hit on the head or trauma to the neck or head. Chi certain chiropractors are trained in cranial work. Uh, they can diagnose different alignments of the different bones of the cranium and make adjustments on them, which is greatly beneficial. So in addition to all of this, uh, you know, chiropractic is a very important part of the recovery process from concussion. So if all goes well within weeks or a month or so, most individuals will recover from concussion. But unfortunately, other folks uh, uh, have what's called post-concussion syndrome, which the symptoms of that initial concussion, while they may decrease, they linger for a considerable amount of time. Headache frequency might persist for a long time, that dizziness, vertigo, that brain fog, difficulty uh, with certain aspects of cognition, meaning how their brain processes information. Uh, I've spoken to individuals uh, that have had the post-concussion syndrome. They, in the middle of a sentence, cannot think of a particular word that they want to use. They, they can think of it. They can't say it. So we have these different aspects of memory difficulty. Sleep problems might persist after that. Uh, depression, anxiety, personality changes can occur, just uh, irritability, uh, restlessness from that. So these are part of that post-concussion symptomatology. Those that are a little bit older are more susceptible to that. And some of the research states that females might also be a little more susceptible to this post-concussion syndrome, which may linger for months and months. Some of the research states that it may take a year or more to fully recover from a concussion for those that suffer that post-concussion syndrome. So you've got to work on your health, follow these six principles of my vibrant lifestyle, getting adequate aerobic exercise, 
getting proper nutrition with lots of hydration. That's water, water, water in that process. Getting proper rest, doing whatever you can to make sure that you're getting good quality and duration of rest. Uh, looking at the mental and emotional side of it, uh, that's a big issue with post-concussion syndrome as well as concussion syndrome. So managing all of that, having someone to talk to and work through that process is very, very important. Proper structure is getting a chiropractic adjustment, physical therapy if needed, uh, especially in the area of the cranial bones. Uh, going to a chiropractor that specializes in cranial work is uh, could be a great value for someone who has sustained a concussion. And certainly eliminating toxins from your diet and your regime. Toxins have side effects that if your brain is suffering, those side effects will be magnified from that. So either just the tip of the iceberg when when talking about concussion, but it's a, a hot topic. Uh, certainly we see that in some of the professional sports where they have a very stringent concussion protocol. The NFL being one that comes to mind where they've learned an awful lot in recent years about the effects of concussion on these individuals and what that can do later on in life. So don't take it mildly if someone you know and your family or loved one has sustained a concussion take it very seriously follow the uh, uh, treatment protocol make sure you're addressing all the different areas that we talked about today if you have any questions uh, in regards to concussion certainly uh, give me a shout you can reach me at my personal email that's gsspine at gmail.com i'll try to answer any questions uh, uh, give you some advice on treatment if you if you feel you're still struggling with this uh, concussion issue. Well, thanks for tuning in to Coffee with the Doc. I hope this has been of some value to you. My goal is to help folks uh, have a vibrant life throughout the course of their life so they can live in, well into their 70s, 80s, and 90s being vibrant and active and accomplishing all that God has planned for you.